You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of naturopathic earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News. I hope you're doing well today as we listen to the dying embers of Nine Inch Nails. I think in many states in which you live, the lockdown is abating. Now, some of you who live in commie states like California and New York City, maybe not. I mean, I read that the the county commissioner of of L.A. County wants to extend shelter in place another three months. And it just reminded me how if this tells you anything and reveals anything that you need to live in a conservative state. And if you're in any state, preferably not in a large city, because all large cities are run by socialist mayors. And the other thing is, uh, a lot of the COVID thing is 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 really kind of bifurcated through class lines. It's it's really easy for these scientists and the media and these celebrities to all tell you cavalierly, "Hey, let's extend shelter in place another two three months." Because it's not really affecting them. They're in jobs that they can still do online, virtual, through Zoom, and so forth. They're not losing their jobs. They're not getting fired. Maybe they have to take a pay cut. Like I know a couple of lawyers have to take a 25% pay cut until this goes away. But they're not really truly being affected by it. And so these these white-collar guys and girls, and typically they're liberal, so these limousine liberals, because, you know, what are the biggest contradictions are limousine liberals? Right? They say, oh, I really care about the poor. And they live in really nice houses. Or you see like Nancy Pelosi, I want to take away guns, but she has security guards. So you have this group who's not really being affected by it. And it's just more of an inconvenience. And then on the other side, you have the working class, the blue collar. These people are losing their jobs. They're literally people who work in retail, people who work in service. Then you think of small business owners, these people who've spent 20 years to start and maintain in a small profit margin their little Greek restaurant or a bike store or a coffee shop or whatever it is, a, a tailor, whatever it is. And now it's gone. After 20 years, boom, wiped out. Or they're on the precipice of having to fire anybody and file bankruptcy. And so when they hear these these leftist, rich, white-collar people. Oh, yeah, these scientists yeah, extended three more months. Yeah, we have to wait until nobody's going to die from this. Well, if we wait till nobody dies from this, it's going to be years. And these people are like, screw you. I need to work. And I'm not stupid. I read the stats. Most of the people who are dying, they have a higher life expectancy. The death of them is higher than the average life expectancy in America. So in other words, the the typical American lives to about 79 years of age. People who are dying from this are older than that. Older than that. 
And of course, they have comorbidity. We've already talked about in previous episodes. Diabetic, obese, pre pre-existing respiratory problems, they vape, they smoke, whatever. So these people who have these small businesses are like, look, I'm not this, I'm a 40-year-old, perfect health. I'm my my livelihood, my benefits, my kids, I can't feed them. And you're telling me to to keep everything locked down. Well, really, the only people who are truly dying from this are people who deserve it because they had bad lifestyle choices and they're old as F. Screw you. That's what they're saying. So you see this class divide. And as I've mentioned before in previous episodes, this is the way it should be. And now more people are seeing it this way. But I was saying this a month ago. We live with risk every day. Every day you get in the car. Every day you go downstairs. We live with risk. No one's banning automobiles. So you say, okay, look, if you are in these certain groups, you're black, you're old and black, you're old, you have pre-existing conditions. We know now, it's been two months, we know the data. You should quarantine yourself. People who live in old age homes like my mom, keep quarantining them. Makes sense. Don't let them go downstairs for dining. Makes sense. Everybody else, economy's open. These liberals, but you know, part of it is that the liberals want the economy to tank because, again, if the economy takes, more people are going to be dependent on government, and that's exactly what that's what they want. Have you seen Pelosi's new three trillion dollar stimulus package that she wants to pass? If you read between the lines, gives money to illegals, keep the borders open, flood the borders so more illegals can come in at a time where so many Americans are unemployed. Every everybody gets two thousand dollars. Each each dependent, you get a thousand dollars. So my ex, who's got five kids, she'll get five k just for breeding. I mean, it's just these libs just they just sort of throw money. I, I don't I know we're not really this way off topic. The best thing you can do during this lockdown, and look, I'm going to coffee shops. I'm going out. I'm traveling. I don't give a damn. Vitamin C, vitamin D. Strengthen your immune system. We've talked about before in that previous episode, be taking 5,000 IUs of vitamin D every day. Now that the summer's coming around, get the sun. Big studies coming out. We just did a previous podcast on it. Vitamin D. Vitamin C, we know strengthens the immune system. Take three grams a day, 3,000 milligrams. So take 1,000 milligram morning, 1,000 milligram lunch, 1,000 milligram at night. And then if you can afford it and like to do it, do intravenous vitamin C infusions, about 10 grams once a week. Okay. Now that I'm stopped pontificating, let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Acetaminophen, Tylenol. We've been taking this forever. Most people don't know that it kills people. It's one of the most common over-the-counter killers of people. Now, acetaminophen is commonly sold as Tylenol. We know that. So let's talk about this. I'm going to be gleaning off of the CDC, which you cannot trust. But in this case, you can't trust. Oh, and just wait. We already talked about the end game when it comes to the virus. And it's going to be the vaccine. Oh my god. Don't don't even get me don't don't even get me going on that. Nobody knows about civil liberties anymore. Nobody gives a damn. Remember what Ben Franklin said? If you give up freedom for security, you deserve neither freedom nor security, nor do you get either. People are just willing to piss away all their freedoms because they're dumbed down and don't know anything about the Bill of Rights, the Constitution. Oh, yeah, yeah, just give away our rights, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you want to search my car, please, man? Go ahead. You don't need a warrant. All right. 
Research has shown that acetaminophen is a major cause of acute liver failure, which we'll call ALF. Taking more than the recommended amount of acetaminophen can cause liver damage ranging from abnormalities in liver function blood tests to liver failure and even death. There's an estimated 400 deaths each year from acetaminophen. Acute liver failure due to acetaminophen overdose accounts for approximately 50% of all cases of acute liver failure, 50%. Causes several hundred deaths in the United States annually. Is the most common form of acute liver failure in the Western world and is generally unintentional rather than suicidal. Yeah, I, I would imagine. I think most people are like, oh, I'm going to kill myself. You know, it, it's interesting because women tend to try to kill themselves more with, with the, the, the pills. Men, it's carbon monoxide, hanging, shooting. Yeah, but most people are like, I'm going to kill myself by taking Tylenol. They, they go for stronger stuff. I mean, dude, Vicodin. Vicodin will not give. Vicodin will kill you. Vicodin will suppress your your heart rate to the point you're you're dead. I mean, that's what they give in in hospices. They just shoot them up with morphine, which is essentially Vicodin. Acetaminophen and toxicity is the most common cause for accidental overdose of over-the-counter medications. Patients in these studies were found to have taken too much acetaminophen from over-the-counter prescription products, or both. Now, understand, like I'm not a woman, but I think pamperin, which is commonly taken. For women who have bad periods, and I think a not a leave, um, Excedrin, I think is acetaminophen with ca caffeine. I mean, there's a lot of OTCs that have acetaminophen. Uh, going back to Vicodin, so Vicodin is hydrocodone with Tylenol. Lord tab hydrocodone with Tylenol. So right here, it's the most common cause of accidental overdose of all over the counters, all of them. Almost half of these cases involved an overdose in which the patient had not intended to take too much acetaminophen, although many cases of liver injury with acetaminophen result from intentional self-poisoning. From 2016 stats, 78,000 emergency department visits per year for acute liver failure due to acetaminophen. Acetaminophen is hard to roll 10, 10 times. I'm just going to call it Tylenol because this is one of those cases where I want to give the company that makes Tylenol bad publicity for notoriety, 33,000 hospitalizations per year. 33,000. The liver helps break down and remove many chemicals or drugs that enter the body. However, taking too much acetaminophen overloads the liver's ability to process the drug effectively. The mechanism of liver injury is not related to acetaminophen itself, but to the conversion of small amounts of Tylenol and a toxic metabolite called N-acetyl-P-benzquinone-amine, or N-A-P-Q-I. When acetaminophen is taken in therapeutic doses, this metabolite is safely broken down by the liver and then excreted in the urine. However, when liver function is impaired, in other words, in alcohol, when you're drinking too much alcohol, or if an excessive amount of acetaminophen is ingested, high concentrations of N-A-P-Q-I accumulate and bind with liver proteins, causing cell injury in the liver. The amount of toxic metabolite produced and the ability of the liver to remove this metabolite before it binds to liver protein influence the extent of liver injury. Now, we've talked about, oh my, it must have been a year and a half ago, the problems with the benzos, Xanax, Ativan, Clonopin, people that takes it for, for anxiety. And have you mixed benzos with alcohol? I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest killers of overdoses. A lot of celebrities died that way. They mixed alcohol with benzos and this is another one you're going to exacerbate 
the taking of this toxin, which it is, acetaminophen is a toxin, it is a drug, just because it's over the counter doesn't mean it's safe, and you exacerbate it by taking alcohol. Pretty much alcohol exacerbates everything, right? It's a known class one carcinogen, causes cancer. That's why you need to be drinking very little of it. We have that video, scroll back, about resveratrol, red wine, oh, you know, it's it's the super cure. No, and there's no amount of alcohol that is safe for you. An overdose of Tylenol can cause serious liver damage. The antidote to acetaminophen overdose in acetylcysteine, NAC, is the most effective one given within eight hours of ingesting acetaminophen and can prevent liver failure if given early enough by replenishing the stores of glutathione in the liver to detoxify NAPQI. Now, glutathione, if you don't know, is the master antioxidant. So vitamin C, amazing. Vitamin E, amazing. All these things. But glutathione is the big poppy. It's the big poppy of all... All of them. And you can take glutathione. I recommend you take it now during this lockdown just to strengthen your immune system as a prophylaxis. For this reason, it's absolutely necessary that Tylenol poisoning be recognized, diagnosed, and treated as early as possible because there's that small window, right? Commercial products are now available as the antidote. That's great. Unfortunately, the signs and symptoms of liver damage may not be immediately apparent because they take time to appear, even in severe cases. The early symptoms of liver damage, such as loss of appetite, nausea, and vomiting, may be mistaken for the flu. Yeah, at that point, you're screwed. You're screwed. Early signs of liver damage or extreme fatigue, marked red eyes, nausea, and vomiting. Well, that could be tons of stuff. Right? Treatment, well, you take the antidote, as we've talked about, and so forth. So, look, recently, the FDA recommended lowering the maximum dose of acetaminophen simply because so many people are going to the hospital. Tens of thousands go to the hospital. Hundreds die every year just in America. So it used to be the maximum adult dose a dose of Tylenol was four grams with recommended dosage of about 350 to 600 milligrams every four to six hours or one gram every six hours, because you had to pace it out so the liver can handle it, because the liver is essentially the washing machine of the body. Everything you eat, drink, it's got to be cleaned by the liver. This is why cirrhosis or fatty liver disease or hepatitis, all these things that F up your liver, it's bad, right? They die. People die can die of cirrhosis at 45. You start drinking at 15, you binge drink for 30 years, like a lot of people, like in my my community, my people, Los, los Latinos way. That's, a, that's the way we are. We, we drink too much. We're dead at 45 because we can't get a, a, a liver transplant. So in 2012, the FDA suggested but did not mandate a maximum daily dose for adults of 3 grams. So they dropped it from 4 to 3 with no more than 650 milligrams every 6 hours. So understand this. This is important. Now the last thing is why are you even taking Tylenol anymore? Tylenol is a crap drug. Now people typically take Tylenol because it's an analgesic it's an antipyretic. It's an anti-inflammatory. But it's really crappy. It's it's not even an anti-inflammatory. It's not good for inflammation. Let's say you twist your ankle. It's really taken as an antipyretic. So if you have a fever and an analgesic, if you have pain. And uh, the thing is, Motrin is infinitely better. And yeah, we have a video here on Motrin if you, or episode if you scroll back about four or five episodes on the problems with Motrin, right? Heart disease, link, ulcers. But overall, it isn't going to kill you, typically. It's not going to kill you as quickly and as rapidly as taking too much Tylenol. So look, Motrin, ibuprofen, Advil, whatever you want to call it, much better. It's a much more effective analgesic and a much more effective antipyretic. 
So the next time you have a fever, like if you get the virus, pop in those Motrin. Now, the thing about Motrin is you can only take it every six hours or so. And, and, and you might do this where you alternate every three hours. So let's say it's 8 a.m. You take in uh, 800 milligrams of Motrin. I think that's the recommended uh, dose that you can take at one time. I think you can do 2,400 milligrams a day. I think that's the maximum. So you do, let's say you do 800 milligrams at 8 a.m. But then you're like, oh, damn, I can't take anything till 2 p.m., right, six hours. So what, what do people do? Then they'll alternate and take Tylenol at uh, like 11 to keep a fever reducer in them. And then at 2 o'clock, they'll take the Motrin. Then at 5 o'clock, they'll take the Tylenol. And look, you can do this when you have a high fever because having a high fever feels like crap, right? Just be careful about the amount of Tylenol that you're taking and just lower your dosage. And certainly, guys, don't drink alcohol when you're taking it. Guys, the website's Naturopathic Earth. Go check it out. We have hundreds of articles, holistic health articles, food recipes, essential oil recipes. Check it out. If you like what we do here and you want to help defray the cost of this endeavor, please donate. There's a PayPal link in the episode notes. At this point, you probably have to go back 10 episodes. I'm so far behind, and I apologize for that. But go back uh, to about episode 260, 259. Click there. Donate $5, $10 monthly or one time. If you want to buy some of my books, I have Confessions of an Obese Child and Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior. You can buy those on Amazon Kindle or paperback, Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior I just released recently. And please, if you buy the book, post a review. For some reason, Barnes & Noble for Confessions, which has been out like two years now, I have like 10 times the reviews there that I do at Amazon. So please post a review. It helps me out. What else can you do? You can go to Naturopathic Earth, click on the food recipes, articles, try one of my recipes on dairy-free or cauliflower chocolate ice cream. You'll notice there's Amazon links to buy ingredients. Click on those links to get to Amazon. And then once you're on Amazon, anything that you buy within 24 hours going through our links on Naturopathic Earth, we get a 2% commission at no expense to you. We're Amazon affiliates. So go to Amazon through our links and then search dresses or vitamin C. We get 2% commission. So that helps out. Lastly, if you want some one-on-one coaching on how to lose weight, how to maintain weight, because you guys know I've, I've done it for 30 years now, please contact me through Clarity FM. There's links in past episode notes, and we can talk about purging toxins from your food, from your refrigerator, uh, reasons you're not losing weight, and so forth. And lastly, go check out the two other podcasts. We have the the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. We just did an episode on Spike Nard, and we just did an episode on another very obscure essential oil, Melissa, maybe. And lastly, we have Confessions of an Obi Shad, where we talk about addictions, food addictions, early childhood trauma. So go check those out. Subscribe and post an honest review. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the Confessions of an Obese Child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE, let food be thy medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time, music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.